0: Once you live in the 716, Buffalo sports is ingrained in your soul. No matter where you are, we always remember the roots that helped us grow. Don't let where you live or the people around you stop you from showing your Buffalo pride. Join us, Buffalonians, as we talk all things sports in the 716 on the Buffalo Loyal Podcast. circles the way like the Buffalo Bills. I'm your host, Nick English, alongside my co-host, Andrew Ogwitch. No matter where we are, no matter the heartbreak, we will always remain Buffalo loyal. This is the Buffalo loyal podcast. Appreciate everyone for tuning in each and every week. Coming to you live on a Thursday night to talk about what was called a football game on Sunday night in Orchard Park between the Bills and the Giants. We're going to close the show talking about some Sabres. Now that they're officially back, we're also going to preview the New England Patriots game. Um, so the Bills defeat the Giants 14-9, to go to 4-2 and Sunday night. Tyrod Taylor returns, and it was very much a Tyrod Taylor-type game, very Not a lot of turnovers, just playing conservative, very boring football. And the Bills merely eked out a win in a game that they 100% deserve to lose for how they played. Uh, The defense bails them out. Um, It's the second week in a row going back to Jacksonville that it just doesn't seem like, doesn't even seem like the Bills' offense got off the plane from Jacksonville from returning. Um, But Andrew, looking at this game, obviously we've always talked about it. You know, you're going to have weird games. There's a weird week overall in the NFL. You saw the 49ers lose to P.J. Walker. You see the Eagles lose to a Jets defense that didn't even have Sauce Gardner or D.J. Reed. Um, And a win's a win, no matter how you get it. But um, what is your concern level, not only with the team, but specifically this offense that has been putrid for, since the Miami game?
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> look, any given Sunday, right. Uh, we talk about it uh, probably every week at this point, any given Sunday, anyone can surprise you and uh, give you a game that you weren't expecting. You'd have to play um, or change things up. But yeah, I mean, look, the offense is not high flying. It's not what we are hoping to see out of this offense. What maybe we're used to seeing out of this offense. That's led by Josh Allen. Um I'm kind of conflicted on it. Right. I go back and forth. Um, in one hand, you know, they got the win. Um, they're, they're, I can't say they've been winning cause they lost to, to Jacksonville, but I just, I don't know. It's still October, right? It's October. We're super early. They still, uh, clearly need to put some things together. Um, I'm not as low on Ken Dorsey in this offense as I think a lot of bills fans are. I think it is still early. Uh, We don't need them to peak right now in October. We need them to peak in December, going into the playoffs, going, you know, through the winter. Um, That's when it's most important for them to score their points and and to, to win games. So, um, you know, all that to be said, it is a little worrisome how how they're looking. Uh, You can only get production with, digs that's not good Uh, you got players hurt uh, all three of your tight ends found themselves on the injury report this week that's not ideal Uh, we've heard so much about this 12 personnel offense haven't really been able to get much out of that Uh, haven't seen much from that running games looked good but for some reason it seems like uh, James Cook is in a doghouse with someone Uh, he didn't get the start on Sunday night so it just a lot of bizarre things are happening, right? Gabe Dave isn't Gabe Davis isn't catching balls. Uh it's just it's strange and and you can tell Josh just seems off. Something's not right with Josh, right? I don't know if they finally broke his spirit and, you know, convinced him not to ever run ever again no matter what. So now he's taking it out on linebackers during the end of fights in the end zone or, you know, it's just it is a very bizarre Um, it's been a very bizarre couple weeks for this offense. And I don't know, I don't think it is an indication that the bills are broken. I think it's just, you know, a weird time. Um, I have a feeling they're going to snap out of it and they will be fine in the second half of the season. Uh, I'm not too worried just yet. Now, if they go out against the Patriots and look like dog shit, uh, like they have the past couple weeks, okay, maybe it's time to start uh, being a little concerned. But at this point, I'm just not there yet. I mean, there's a couple things they got to fix, but I don't think it's time to sound the alarm.
0: Yeah, I agree with pretty much most of your points. Um, The whole Ken Dorsey thing is definitely interesting because – you know, we talked about this. People weren't always most thrilled with Dable, you know, the first little bit, you know, you pointed that out, Andrew, when we were talking about it. Um, We are texting. And like, if you look at Ken Dorsey's like overall numbers, like from an offensive perspective, since he's gotten here, like the numbers are still good. It's not like the offense is terrible. It's been a bad few weeks, but overall the numbers are genuinely good. And for all the people that just want him gone and think he's going to ruin everything. There's also the well, who are you even going to bring in? Like, the, if there's someone out on the street, clearly they're not good enough to probably have a job, or they're some up and coming college guy that's in season right now. um Or clearly, if you thought it was so bad, you have Joe Brady on your staff who called plays before in Carolina. If it was that bad that you felt like you needed a drastic change why wouldn't you turn it over to that guy who has had a relationship with josh the last like three years since he's been here um so the dorsey discourse is definitely one interesting now i'm not saying he's not at fault for some things like i mean running out of the shotgun at the goal line makes no sense like you said i don't know what's going on with james cook doesn't start gets in gets three carries picks up 30 yards and then they barely use in the rest of the game um I think that them telling Josh not to run actually significantly hurts this offense. When Josh is playing free-spirited, and yes, he still is going to have his sugar-high Josh moments, the offense is still way better. When Josh has a threat of running, the offense just becomes tenfold better because you have to worry about so many different things. And because you're not allowing him to do that, and you're almost making him scared to do that, You know, it just feels like he is off. And there's also some things that Josh needs to clean up. I mean, there were a few times where I don't understand the lack of involvement with the running backs in the passing game. I mean, James Cook stood in front of Josh wide open for like a four-yard game where he would have turned, got a first down, and then Josh rolled out to the left. Cook sprints upfield, would have been a walk-in touchdown, and Josh doesn't even look at him once. So Mm -hmm. it just seems like you mentioned, Andrew, Outside of Stephon Diggs, these secondary playmakers are just not getting it done. Um, And I agree that, obviously, we want the offense to be clicking more towards the end of the season. We don't want to burn everything early. There's still a lot of time to get this right. But if there is a time to get it right, it's now when you're playing the Giants, when you have the Patriots this week, and then you have a short week against the Bucs. So this is a time to get it right um my biggest concern is the secondary guys of you know Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox in particular it kind of gets to a point of at what point in the season are we either going to be like all right these are the guys it's going to be all good or when do you need to start looking into all right maybe we need to make a drastic change and go out and make a big trade because this isn't working because Again, it's early on, so I'm not trying to overreact. But going through some of the numbers with Knox and Davis, they aren't pretty. Dawson Knox, since 2021, that was when he kind of had the breakout year. He got gets the contract um, over the last two years. So 2021, Dawson Knox has seven games of four-plus catches. 2022, seven games of four-plus catches. This year, zero. 45-plus yards. 2021, six games. 2022, four games. This year, he has zero games of over 45 yards, so he's just not getting the production. He's dropping balls. You know, this 12 personnel that Ken Dorsey wants to run is supposed to make things easier for this offense, and he just doesn't seem involved. Gabe Davis, you know, he's at, he had six uh, games targeted above four times in 2021. He had 13 last year. He's only had two games this year as the number two wide receiver on this team where he's gotten above four targets. It's just like, I don't know, like he's supposed to be the number two to me. He should be getting six, seven, eight targets a game. He should be getting you 50, 60, 70 yards a game. And especially with Stephon Diggs drawing so much attention, you would think you'd be getting some more one-on-one matchups. And then it seemed like after the fumble against the Giants, they just didn't want to look at him at all. Like, I don't know if that's a McDermott thing. I don't know if it's a Dorsey thing. I don't know if that's a, he's not getting open or Josh isn't trusting him, but there's definitely something going on with the offense where outside of digs, something's not working because even with a good running game, all of our running backs between Harris cook um, and Latavius Murray, they're averaging like 4.5 yards plus per carry. Like it's the first time since LaShawn McCoy has been here that you can say you have a legitimate run game and we're not using it, and I also just don't understand why we keep running stuff out of shotgun when all the under-center numbers and the play-action numbers are just through the roof for Josh, and you have a running game, and right now it almost feels like you need to establish a run to get things going, and that's just not how people have been so accustomed to this team before. Like It's always been pass, 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 and now it feels like when the Bills get in trouble and they aren't having success passing the ball, they almost have to defer to the run to like get them back into like a rhythm, which is just like a very weird thing. So um, like you said, Andrew, it's very early on. I'm trying to be positive. The thing with the bills is as ugly as it was compared to the 49ers and the Eagles and some of these other great teams, the bills were at least able to squeak out a win. Was it pretty? No, but they won the game. Um, Kansas city still looked normal. Like the Bengals barely beat Seattle. Like, the AFC is very much up for grabs. Miami is the only team outside their game against Buffalo. They're the team still to watch to me because every time they've had a bad team, like it hasn't even been close, they've been pummeling teams. Um, so yeah, but
1: how, how sustainable is that, right? Like, I know we want the Bills to blow out teams like they did Miami and like they did the Charger or uh Washington and the Raiders, but that's not sustainable, right? Like, I've got a good feeling that the dolphins are going to fizzle out by Thanksgiving. I just, it's not sustainable. Now I'm not saying that squeaking out these one point or, you know, one score games is sustainable or healthy either, but it's just, I just, there's gotta be a healthy mixture. And so far the bills do have a healthy mixture this year of close games and blowing teams out. I mean, the Raiders game week two 38 to 10, Commanders game 37 to 3, Dolphins 48 to 20. Then you got the Jaguars was a close game. The last week was a close game, and week one was a close game. So I think it's a healthy mixture. Um, I personally, I know how exciting and how fun it is to watch the Bills blow teams out, watch Josh look like Superman. I get it, I know everyone wants that, especially. After the drought, all the crap we've been through, but I just, I think at this point, I would rather see them have a healthy mixture of blowing teams out and playing tight games where, yeah, a few things go wrong. There's mistakes, but they're still winning, right? Like that's the difference. I think if you won the Jaguars game, but it was still the same game it was, but we still, but we ended up winning that one. Would we be still feeling the same way we are now? Probably like, not. I exactly so i just i think like yes there is something off about the offense but they're still like you mentioned they're still producing they're still one of the top performing teams in the league um i just i don't think it's time to panic call for a coaching change all of this stuff i just i think it's a, a lot of it is overreaction um from fans that want the team we had in 2020 like remember that COVID team that COVID team was so much fun like I know how fun that season was for all of us they were blowing out teams they were outstanding but um, I just I think as long as they can keep winning as long as they still stay competitive stay in a playoff spot that's what matters right I mean you, you have to I think I would rather them stay as healthy as can be keep things under wraps, get to the playoffs and then go off or get to December and then go off. That's what's important. That's what we need out of a bills team. We haven't had that in the playoffs. They always fall short. They're always so tired. They're injured. You know, all these excuses, just get to the playoffs and then go to that next year. And let's get over this stupid hub of the heartbreak and the random crazy shit that happens. Um, So now, I don't love how right they've looked. I don't love where the season at. Is this very like uneasy, uncomfortable feeling we've got so far this season? But, um, I mean, they're still a top team in the league, they're still, uh, you know, up there in the Super Bowl favorites, all this stuff. So, um, I don't think it's time to panic. I don't think you got to go find an emergency exit just yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the other concern I have with. Specifically, the offense is when you talk about sustainability. I'm not sure the bill's defense can sustain wow. what they've been doing because, and I think it was someone on WGR had brought it up. I might have been DBS or Nate Gear, one of those other guys. But when you go look through the bill's like schedule to last, like pretty much almost since McDermott's got here, when we've had, or I guess since we broke the drought, I should say, they're like. Outside of the Kansas City playoff game, 13 seconds where you can literally say, listen, the offense pretty much played a perfect game. The defense just didn't make you any plays like there hasn't been a game where you could literally point to the defense and be like, that game was your fault. Like the Bills had no business winning this game. Like after they dropped the Dawson knock drops a passes a little under thrown from Josh and then Bass miss kicks a field goal. I thought for sure we were going to have the all time. Tyrod's going to go down there and he's going to get this touchdown and it's going to be fucking chaos on Twitter, X or whatever it's called. Um, But like Dorian Williams was awesome. He was flying around the field. He filled in perfectly for uh, Milano. And I thought up front, like Ed Oliver stepped up um, for the defensive line, Puna Ford had a couple plays Greg Rousseau is still having great here. Leonard Floyd still dominating. Vaughn played more. Um, Kyer Elam still is a big woof, but hopefully we get something back with Dane Jackson. I mean, Elam, it's almost like you gotta play him just to see what you got or you got to move on because he's te- he's had targeted 13 times this year. He's allowed 10 catches for 135 yards, and he's had a penalty. And the quarterback rating when throwing at him is 109.5. Like yeah, he
1: you know Bill Belichick knows that, and I guarantee you they are going – granted, you got Bag of Milk Jones behind center, but they're going to try to expose Kyrie Elam all day on Sunday. You know Bill Belichick is licking his chops, seeing what Kair's doing. And, and that's doing. even
0: if he starts. At this point, I wouldn't right. be surprised if Sean McDermott plays Jamarcus Ingram over him. Like, it's just right. getting to a point where, I mean, people can say what they want against Jacksonville of – well, you know, it's Kelvin Ridley, and obviously Calvin Ridley's a very good receiver, but against the Giants, like, it's Darius Slayton, it's Jalen Hyatt, it's Isaiah Hodgins, it's, like, a bunch of guys who are decent role players on a team, but no one outstanding, especially when you're a first-round pick. Um, but, having all said that, the Bills are still 4-2, they have a week, you know, Josh practicing full today, he said the shoulder's not an issue, which is good, Kincaid is now out of concussion protocol, which is a nice thing to see. Knox went from limited to full today. Um, The big one to monitor this week is the second day in a row of DNP for Ed Oliver. Uh, He has a toe injury, so I'm not sure if that's turf toe or whatever he has, but definitely not a good sign um, with that. I mean, you're already down Daquan Jones. If you're down him and Ed Oliver going up against a team where they probably don't want Mac Jones throwing the ball, and they have Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to control the clock and run down their throat. Yeah. Um, who knows if they're going to keep going with Mac Jones because he's terrible. Maybe we'll see some Bailey Zappy this week. Who knows? Um, but there's still some things to figure out. Um, but overall, I mean, I think Sean McDermott's done a great job with the defensive play calling this year. I think it's been a good mixture of aggressiveness mixed in with the bend, don't break um and just still staying to their true values and cores. Um and they've done a great job and held up despite all the injuries. Um so, you know, once Vaughn can get back fully healthy, this defensive line is just incredible. I mean, they've been dominating games all year for us. And main reason why we've been able to stay in all these games. So um it'll be interesting this week if Ed doesn't play. Um but as we go into New England is what what concerns does not an, if any does a New England offense pose to this team? Because to me, the only way that the Bills lose this game is if Josh plays like he did against the Jets week one, because their defense is still decent. Might you yep. know, they do d- don't have Christian Gonzalez or Matt Judon, but they're still decent overall. They got JC Jackson back who had success before he went to the Chargers, even though Stephon Diggs owns him too. Um But to me, other than Ed Oliver being out and them running the ball down your throat and maybe that being an issue, I'm not sure what with Mac Jones is going to give you a significant problem because I couldn't even tell you who they think their number one receiver is. I don't know if it's this Douglas guy. I don't know if it's Kendrick Bourne. I don't know if it's, um, you know, Mike Gusecki or Hunter Henry, whatever tight end they feel like using this week. Um, I really don't know. So. To me, this is the perfect opportunity for the Bills to walk into Gillette, um, and get back right. Let the defense just try to stay healthy this game, and if they do start Mac Jones, I want to see Bailey Zappy this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you, you mentioned. It. I think the biggest concern is Ramondre Stevenson. I think right, like if. Um, if they can somehow get a couple big chunk plays on you, you know the defense is you know known for giving up a couple chunk rush plays. um and and then then our offense is asleep at the wheel again. That's really kind of the only way I'd be concerned. Outside of that, there's not really much to be concerned about. I mean, Kendrick Bourne is their looking like their number one receiver. He's got three hundred seven yards. On the season, um, the next closest is Hunter Henry, um, and then Ramondre Stevenson is, is their third best receiver with 111 yards. So there's not much happening there on offense. Uh, I think the Bills defense can just eat all day long. Um, I you know I think it's it's going to be prime for a good amount of interceptions, lots of sacks. So you know, again, as long let's just hope everyone stays healthy. Uh, on the Bills' side of the ball, and, you know, the defense can just have themselves a day. Um, And their defense, like you mentioned, not terrible, not, you know, something to write home about either. Uh, They are just very middle of the pack. Um, They're an okay team. Um, They're they're top – waiting for this to refresh. There we go. Um, You know, Kyle Duggar leads the team in tackles. Um, Jabril Peppers is there putting together an okay season for him. But outside of that, I mean, that Christian Gonzalez kid that they drafted, he hasn't been doing much. He only has one interception for him. Um, yeah, so he's out,
0: he's out for the season. So oh, that's
1: right. And he's out. Duh. So, yeah, so very,
0: a lackluster Patriots
1: team. So, um, again, I, I thought this was going to be the case for last week, uh, but this is a good opportunity for a get right game beat up on an old foe on a team that's become your little brother, you know, keep them in their place, um, get right, take some aggression out, get some frustrations out of your your system, score a bunch of points, stay healthy, and get back home. That's what this game is primed for, and I hope they take advantage of this opportunity. That's the biggest thing with this team. Take advantage of the opportunity in front of you, right? Like Sunday night, you had a great opportunity to – Prove that London was a fluke. You know, there were issues with the field. There was issues with traveling. You weren't yourselves because you were tired whatever. You're back home Sunday night. Stadiums lit up with bracelets. Uh, You've got Dayball and Hodgins and Cole Beasley and and all these, you know, Buffalo transplants that are in New Jersey coming back to the stadium. You You have a chance to shut everyone up and, you know, and you fumbled it. You, you just you screwed the pooch on that opportunity um so you got another opportunity wake up answer the door and prove uh what i think is still true and i think most people still think is true that you are forced to be reckoned with you are going to be a problem for other teams and you deserve to be talked about as a top team i mean we're pretty close to being back to being laughing stock of the league not maybe not a, that extreme but like People are casting you aside. Prove that you are still a problem. Put up 45 points on this team. Put up 48 teams on the team. whatever. Shut them out. Do something to get people's attention again and prove that you are still out here and you are still a threat. Uh, That's that's what I need to see out of this team. Take advantage of this opportunity. Um, So we'll see if that happens. Uh, I'm hoping it will. I have no reason to believe it won't, but again,
0: I thought that about Sunday night
1: and boy, was that a snooze fest.
0: Yeah. Um, As far as players to kind of watch, I would love to see James Cook have a big game, Um, especially with Josh's shoulder. I know he's not going to make an excuse and he's practicing in full and definitely looked like he landed on it pretty hard and he grabbed at it right away. Um, So I think if you have a chance and you can get the running game going, especially with Cook and get him on some short passes and, let him have a monster day um, while also preserving Josh's health. That would be awesome. Um, and then defensively, I mean, or Elon, if he plays, it would be the obvious. But I'm going to go with Terrell Bernard, and it's not even like a bad thing. I just want to see him continuing to play well because he's been playing awesome for us. He's been leading the defense. I think he's become a lot more vocal, especially last week with Milano out. Um, he continues to make a bunch of great plays, a lot of big splash plays every week. Um, I'd love to see him kind of get a big sack fumble on Mac Jones or get an interception on a tip drill or something. Um, And really just kind of continue to build confidence. Cause I think if you're going to survive and be a deep playoff type team and win a super bowl, you need him to play at an all pro or pro bowl type level. Um, So for him to build some confidence in a game like this, I think would be a huge for him going forward. Um, And then as far as a, a score for me, um, you know, I'd love to say the Bills are going to blow them out, but I kind of – I'm going to take it a step back a little and not go full balls-to-the-wall prediction, saying they're going to kill them by 40. Um, But I'll go – I'll go uh, 32-13, Buffalo. All right. On defense,
1: uh, I want to see a big game out of Leonard Floyd. I mean, he is my MVP so far to this part of the season. He's been absolutely incredible, such – an amazing pickup for this team in the offseason. He's so exciting to watch. He's just incredibly aggressive, but super smart. Just, I love watching him play. If you haven't, if you haven't watched him play, pick a series or two and only watch Leonard Floyd play. It is absolutely incredible what he can do to offensive lines. Um, so I, I really want to see him just ball out, put Mac Jones on his back, Multiple times, uh, you know, get some strips, do all this, just make them look like absolute dipshits on Sunday. Uh, so big game out of Leonard Floyd on the offense, Gabriel Davis. I, my enthusiasm about him is almost out. Um, I'm gonna give him a one more chance to prove something, and again, I know a lot of that, some of it does fall on Josh. Josh has to give him an opportunity to catch the ball and make plays, but. Uh, you know, last week he had an opportunity to make a big game, make a big play, and he fumbles it because he's loose with the ball. He didn't switch arms uh, and allowed, you know, put himself in the position to fumble the ball, and he did. Um, you know, he at times he looks lazy and bored out there. He's just not what we thought he could be a couple seasons ago, right? 13 seconds game. We thought, holy crap, Gabriel Davis, welcome to the big show. And ever since then, it's just been a disappointment. So let's see if he can kind of step up here, um, help this offense out, be a legitimate weapon for Josh and make something happen. So want to see him kind of wake up this week. Uh, And then as far as a score, like you mentioned, I want to see them blow the Patriots out so bad, right? Childhood trauma. It's the Patriots, but also get right game those games are more fun to watch i don't know if it's going to be that uh i'm going to go with score of 27 to 13 bills
0: all right um to close the show we got hockey back the sabers are back uh monster went on tuesday Mm -hmm. against the lightning in in an all-time just sabers type of game um Obviously, not the start they wanted. The home opener looked electric, sellout crowd had all the RJ stuff going on. Um, I actually thought they came out of the gate pretty good, um, with effort at least. Um, and that game got out of hand very quickly, they lost five to one. Um, and then against the Islanders, you know, honestly, I thought they played a better game than they did, and Islanders kind of got a couple lucky bounces to go their way. And they lose that game, even though they, I thought that they played better. But um, I love that the team didn't waver at all after those games. Like, it'd be very easy to be like, oh, here we go again. Every single locker room interview they were doing, the guys were like, we're not panicking at all. We're a playoff team. We're not worried about it. Um, you know, they beat Tampa Bay after giving up a goal with seven seconds left to tie it. And that t- Sab- Sabre seems the pass would have fumbled in that moment and lost that game. Not this time. They controlled the entire overtime. Tampa Bay didn't even get the puck at all. Dylan Cousins gets a much-needed goal because he's been feeling the Victor Olipson effect on his line for the first two out of three games. Uh Gets it, and I loved him in a post, those answers post game. Cousins with, didn't even say, like, you know, if we want to be a playoff team. He goes, we know when we're in the playoffs, we're going to play tight games. Like, this team truly believes – we don't care what's going to happen. We know what team we have. We're going to stick the course, and we're just going to make the playoffs, and you guys are going to have to deal with us. Uh, Devin Levi's been great so far. Um, the Jordan greenway Middle Stat benson line's been sick. I don't think Benson's going to be get sent down after his nine games. He's been incredible so far. Uh, Stat has been awesome. And then Greenway, now that he looks fully healthy, he's probably been one of the best sabers so far. Uh, still waiting for the Tage and Alex Tuck line to get going. I know Skinner got one. We got to hear Breaking Free, which was awesome to hear for his goal song. Um, and Owen Power and Darlene have been playing really good hockey. Uh, they play the Flames again tonight. Levi is starting once again. Um, and it seems like Jost is also going to be in the lineup. So looks like Olopson, it only took him two games, and he's been sitting up in the press box for a couple feel like that's probably going to be the case until they find a way to get them out of here. A lot of Patrick Kane rumors going around, but um really excited about this team still, you know, not concerned about the one and two start. I think really once you get to that uh, Thanksgiving, you know, part of the year, once you're like 20 games in or so, that's when you can kind of really start to tell who teams become and who they are. Um, so up until that point, I'm just going to kind of enjoy the ride. It's been nice that they've, been getting better these last couple games and it was also nice against the lightning that it felt like in the third period they played a little different and they felt like they were able to lock the lightning down for most of the period and play a defensive style grinded out type game which is different than what we've seen with the high flying goal scoring um that we were accustomed to last year but um it's honestly just good to have sabers hockey back and something to look forward to during the week um until the bills play on sundays so um One and two start, Chance gets two and two tonight. Um, But overall, I've actually been uh, pretty impressed, especially the last two games. Home opener was definitely a dud, but um, they rebounded nicely last game, and they're actually in the middle of uh, one of four games in a row at home. So definitely a good chance for them to uh, get back on pace here.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And Look, it's, again, just like the Bills, it's early in the season. Um, They still – it's a younger team. Uh, right. One more season under their belts with, you know, the core group, um, but it's still young guys. You got to give them a little bit of burn in time to get used to the NHL season, uh, see where things lie, see, you know, what the best kind of line matches are and, and what you're going to do. Um, I really like what I've seen um, out of this group. Um, so far, right? Third periods need a little work. They need to kind of stay awake throughout the game. First periods, you know, have been rough start for them, but man, the second periods have been high flying. And that's what makes me excited about this season or about this team is when they're in the heat of the battle in the middle of the game, they're flying. Um, They seem to all be on the same page and just making great decisions and making things happen. So that's very encouraging to see let's hope that continues let's hope right they can kind of spread that momentum out from the middle of the game to the bookends of it uh finish these games so you don't have to you know have nail biters into overtime even though levi said the other day he he loves overtime you know goalies man they're weird (laughs) um but uh, yeah, finish these games off, build that momentum, get some early points while the rest of the league, right, they're starting too. they're trying to figure things out as well. So steal some points early while you can you missed out on the playoffs by a handful of points last year, a couple things could have gone differently for you and you're in the playoffs. So get some points while you can keep building keep, you know, getting that chemistry uh, together and, and figuring out who you are. So uh, and keep all of in the box.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this team, similar kind of to last year, it took Tuck and Thompson, those guys, a few games before they started really taking off. So yeah. the fact that they're able to beat Tampa at home in that line really hasn't been. Even the Cousins and Paterka line, it feels like they're desperately missing Jack Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. And even with Krebs getting the bump, he didn't look great with them last game. And obviously, Olsen's not the answer to that spot. So, hopefully, they'll get going. I think Cousins getting the overtime goals, especially big. And, like you said, Andrew, especially with a team like Tampa, where Vasilevsky is going to be out for two months, this is the prime opportunity to jump and get points on a team like that, who has a playoff and Stanley Cup pedigree. Um, And, you know, some of the other teams around you, like Ottawa and Detroit, they've been getting off to a good start. So, you got to kind of keep pace with those guys because those are the teams that, you know, you were able to stay ahead of last year, but, you know, they are ready to take the step that you did. You got to be ready to play them. And they got uh, Ottawa next week on Tuesday. They announced Craig Anderson today is going to be a liaison for the team. He's going to be around the team a lot this year, which is really cool. He's going to be retiring as a Senator on Tuesday um, when they play Buffalo in Ottawa. But I think it's a pretty cool thing for a guy that spent pretty much his entire career in Ottawa that, you know, he only spent a couple of years in Buffalo and he wants to stick around and be with the team this year and kind of just help these guys. Um, So, it's cool to see that Levi is getting the first four games. I'm interested to see what happens when he doesn't start, whether it's going to be Comrie or UPL. I think there's going to be a move made there at some point. I think Adams is kind of just playing his hand. I do genuinely think that the Sabres are in on the Patrick Kane sweepstakes, as much as people don't want that. You know, it's probably only going to be a one year thing. Kevin Adams literally was roommates with Patrick Kane in Chicago. They have a relationship. Granado has a relationship with him with Team USA. So, um, I would not be surprised at all if that happens. But if it does, it's I don't think it's for longer than a year. But where does he go? Where do you put him? Who do you sit? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I think he would probably most likely slot in next to Cousins with Paterka until Quinn gets back. You never know what injuries you're going to have. He's a veteran. And then you have Krebs go back down to with Oposo uh, and Gurgensons, and then Yosh is just going to be your Vinny Henestrosa. Filling in for certain matchups, doing certain games, and then you ship Olafson out. Um, Granted, again, I'm not, I don't really want Patrick Kane, but I'm just saying that I think there's definitely a good chance that he could be in here. And again, you never know what injuries you're going to go through. They're definitely not going to rush Jack Quinn back, especially him being young, coming off a major injury. So, you know, if you get a month or two of Patrick Kane and he ends up stinking, whatever, like you're getting Jack Quinn back if you get him for a month or two and he's being decent and he's playing a good role, well, then it's perfect. Jack Quinn can slot back in and you can move Kane around or whatever. Who knows? Maybe they're playing even if Benson plays good as they're sending him back the nine games regardless. So we're we're not going to know until those nine games come up if what's going to happen there.
1: That's the only thing that would make sense to me is if they want to send Benson down, then they'll just, move Kane it like that's the only reason I would be okay with doing that is if they saw what Benson I mean he's been playing pretty good like I'm not saying he deserves to go back I I think he'd be fine if he stayed up here but right if if they saw something where they're like "Nah, let's ship him to Rochester give him the year to kind of develop and get used to this you know speed of hockey you bring Kane in for one year when Kane's gone you bring Benson back then that makes sense okay fine whatever but if you want to keep benson up here and you bring in patrick kane i just that doesn't make sense to me
0: yeah i mean it it's going to we'll find out once the nine game mark comes around we know kevin adams is very sticks to his process he's going yeah. to just let things happen so if the plan was hey he's going to play nine games regardless of what he does and then we're shipping him to wherever i don't know if he wavers from that Um, unless he is like out of this world like going crazy but he's been good so far so we're definitely going to see what happens but um definitely everyone tune into that game as of ending this recording in a minute six o'clock game in an hour tune in espn plus um see them go up against calgary who's one and one in their own right uh so good chance for them to uh Get a win, especially against Calgary, who I believe they actually haven't beaten in Buffalo since 2014 because Dan Bilesma was the coach the last time we beat Calgary in Buffalo. So uh would be nice to get that off the uh, checklist of your bingo board tonight. Um, but we uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in. As always, continue to root on the Bills the Sabres. Bandits will be back soon as well. Um, we'll be back next week following um, the games between for the Sabres and then also the Bills Patriots. And then myself and Andrew will both be in attendance for the Thursday night Bucks game. So uh should get some good content there as well. But appreciate everyone for tuning in each and every week. This has been the Buffalo Oil Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. These
1: guys are good. Scary good. What a connection. Allen and Diggs. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo
0: Bills.